Welcome to the Mosaic Church Podcast, where we share with you the message of hope and love that lies at the core of the Christian faith. Our weekly sermons delve into the teachings of the Bible and how they can impact our daily lives, inspiring us to journey together towards a deeper understanding of God's infinite love. Join our community of believers as we embrace the power of faith and embark on a transformative spiritual journey. Mosaic Church in Mableton, Georgia exists to lead people to an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ to help them change the world. Now, please enjoy this message from Pastor Broderick Santiago, lead pastor of Mosaic Church. been trekking with us for, for, for a few weeks here. We're in this new series entitled, Why Do You Exist? Ha, has anyone ever asked themselves that question? Like, you know, what, why am I here? Am I in the right job? Anybody? Am, do I live in the right neighborhood? Anybody? Am I pursuing the right career? Am I doing everything I'm supposed to do? Or is this why I was born? Was I born to represent my family name and represent it well? Because I know some of y'all are proud to be whatever your, your last name is. You, you, there's some pride in being a, a De Leon. There's some pride in being a Raul. There's some, some pride in being a white. White men, they do things special, right? <laughs> there's some pride in your name. But, but is that your purpose? to represent your pedigree. And, and I know I'm not the only one who's really been like somewhere chilling, relaxing, maybe out on top of Kennesaw Mountain looking over all of Atlanta to see, and I can even see Stone Mountain. I've never been the only one to get up there and say, something's missing. Life has been good, but something's missing. And that's what this whole series is about. Listen, it's not for me to tell you what your purpose is. I'm not, I'm not God. I'm his ambassador just like you. But what I hope to do is kind of give you some instruction, kind of give you some next steps to kind of put you on track to pursuing your purpose so you don't have to guess anymore. And, 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 and the first couple of weeks, we kind of started with the process of elimination, what your, what your purpose in life is not. It's not tied into just your career. It, it's not something you create. It's God-given. We, we, we knock that out of the way. So we know through the process of, us, of elimination what your purpose is not. And then last week, I kind of gave you some, some steps that you could take in discovering uh, uh, what, what, what your purpose is in life. And then I told you, you got to come back today because today, today I'm going to give you some warnings as you start this journey of discovery. Let me pray, share some scripture, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take this journey together. Thank you this morning, Heavenly Father, for this wonderful opportunity to stand before your people as your ambassador. Oh God, I just ask that you move me on out the way. I pray that the voice that the people hear and the image that they see is a pure reflection of you. Oh God, this morning, let my mind be fresh. Let my tongue speak articulately. And, oh, God, let my heart be pure. I represent you and only you. I pray that these words are authentic, 
and that they bypass the ears of the listener and rest on the heart of those in attendance today. Heavenly Father, I ask these things in the matchless and wonderful name of your Son, Jesus the Christ. All those agreed would say amen, amen, and amen again. If you have a Bible, if you don't, don't worry about it because Tia is so awesome. She'll have the Scripture up there. But if you have your Bible, I want you to meet me over in 2 Corinthians. I want you to meet me over in 2 Corinthians. And I am going to be reading from chapter 11. And I'm going down to, uh, where do I want to kick it at with you all today? Chapter 11, starting with verse 23. And I'm going to read several verses. So bear with me because I'm going to pull it all together. Okay? So I'm going to be reading today from the New, uh, the, uh, New Living Translation. And then uh, after that, I'm going to share the rest of it in the message. Amen. So if you have that, say amen. If you can see it, say amen. It'll be up there in just a second. Starting with verse 23. I'm going to read down to 33. So I'm going to read several scriptures, but this is good stuff. Trust me, you'll enjoy it. Pretend it's like a TV show. It's really good stuff what he's saying here. Here we go. Are they servants of Christ? This is Paul speaking to the church in Corinth. I know I sound like a madman, but I have served him far more. I have worked harder. I've been put in prison more often. I've been whipped times without number and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, my people, my folk, my family, my friends, you know, my auntie Nim, the Jews as well as from the Gentiles. I've faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty, and I have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then besides all this, besides all of that, I have the daily burden of my concern for all of the churches. Who is weak without my feeling that weakness? Who is led astray? I do not burn with anger. If I must boast, I would rather boast about the things that show how weak I am. God, the Father of Lord of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is worthy of eternal praise, knows I am not lying. When I was in Damascus, the governor under King Aretas kept guards at the city gates to catch me. I had to be lowered in a basket through a window in the city wall to escape from him. Wow. Here it is. Paul bragging about getting beat down. Why did I choose this scripture this morning? Because this was a man on a journey. This was a man who had discovered that everything that he believed all his entire life was meaningless and worthless, and he had come to the realization that my purpose is to serve Christ. He had a conversion that happened on Damascus Road. And from that conversion, he went out and pursued his passion. 
And he's not writing this thing to the book, to, I mean, to the church in Corinth to, to brag about what he's done. He's reminding them, I'm pursuing my purpose. And in pursuing my purpose, this is the junk I'm dealing with. And I come to tell you all today, as I give you three warnings, that in pursuing your purpose, you're going to come against some stuff. And I want to give you some three notes about that, and we'll use this particular scripture. Now, I'm going to be reading from this point on, not from the New Living Translation, but I'm going to read the message version for you because it's going to be plain and simple English, and it's going to be easily applicable to your lives, all right? So, so, so here's what he's saying. Here's, some three, here's three warnings I want to give you really quick. We're going to jump right into some notes. The very first one is this. Not everyone is supposed to join you on this journey. Not everyone is supposed to join you on this journey. Here's what happens. We read in the book of Acts, round about chapter 8, where Paul, Saul of Tarsus, was accusing and, 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 and bringing these Christians and, 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 and really just going after them. He was persecuting them. And, and, and he had an encounter while he was on this road to Damascus where, where, where Jesus caused him to be blind. And so I'm just going to move this along. He's blind. He hears the voice of Jesus. Jesus sends somebody to go. They lay hands on him. All of a sudden, he can see again. The scales are removed. When he was blinded, he was on that road with his posse. When he was blinded, he was on that road with his crew. The crew that was doing what he was doing. The crew that was persecuting Christians. The crew that had his back no matter what. The crew that, did, that believed the exact same stuff he believed. The crew that helped him get the rest of the way to Damascus when he was blinded. But the crew that later on we no longer hear about once he, the, the scales were removed from his eyes and he immediately began to preach the gospel. The crew that was not allowed, did not have permission, did not have license to continue on his journey. That crew was no longer. Why? Because they didn't tie into his purpose. They were not in sync with this purpose that God had for him. That crew was gone. Some of us, maybe not you, perhaps your neighbor, your coworker, or somebody in your family have been hanging on to you. They, see, there's per people in your life, right, that you're not supposed to be hanging with. And they know you're not supposed to be hanging with them, but they hang on to you because they see something in you. You've probably begun to see what your purpose is in life. You've probably begun to dream about pursuing that thing. And then you've opened your mouth and shared that and you didn't get, wow, that's awesome. That is incredible. Uh, you probably didn't get the, act, the, the pat on the back like, a boy, that's awesome. You're doing the right thing. You probably didn't get the high five when you shared your purpose. Why? Because they didn't understand it. And you pursuing your purpose meant separation from them, and they weren't ready to hear that. It got quiet. I must be talking to a couple people in here. You told your family, and they didn't line up with it. You told your, your best friend, and your best friend was like, oh, really? Word? <laughs> you going to do that? Really? 
You got any money saved up? Nope, but I just believe this was, this is what God is calling me to do. Oh, really? Have you ever started a company like that before? No, but I, I just firmly believe this is what God is supposed to have me do. They're pointing out everything negative in your life to try to stop you from pursuing that because they don't want you to be better than they are. They didn't give you that high five and that a boy. And people that's in sync with your purpose, the minute you open your mouth, matter of fact, let me fix it this way. People that's in sync with your purpose, they'll begin telling you about it before you even accept it. People that's supposed to be on that journey with you on your, on, in, in discovering your purpose, guess what? They will affirm what God has already said to you in your dreams. It will be confirmation, the people that's supposed to be walking with you and, and, and carrying you and supporting you and, and holding you up. But see, here's what happens. We get frustrated in life trying to figure out our purpose. And so we go to Amazon.com or Borders or, no, they're closed, Barnes & Noble, and we purchase a book written by an amazing pastor, sold over 60 million copies throughout the world, the second most translated book in the world entitled The Purpose Driven Life. We do that because somebody has told us no. Somebody has not supported us. And so we say, well, I'm going to read this book because it's a good book from what everybody else says to figure out what my purpose is. And God is like, I've already given it to you. But what you've allowed to happen is you've allowed people to strag along with you on this journey that was like dead weight. That was holding you back or holding you down. You've allowed people to take this journey with you that should not have been on there in the first place. You bought two tickets when you should have bought one just for you. And I'm here to tell you, baby, it's not too late. You need a one-way ticket, a VIP seat reserved just for you. You don't need to take anybody along on the journey that God has. Your purpose is just for you. How do I know he says it? Way back in, 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 in Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you, not Rick Warren, not your pastor, not your mother or your father. I know the plans I have for you. And since I know bringing other people along ain't going to help you get there any faster. All you need is me. All you need is me. I'm, 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 I'm going to get somewhere. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get somewhere. The first thing I'm trying to tell you here, and y'all got to catch this, not Everyone is supposed to join you in this journey. Not everyone is supposed to join you on this journey. Here's the second thing I want to say to you about everyone joining you on this journey. When you are on this journey and pursuing your purpose, watch this. You are going to encounter some of your harshest critics and what I like to call habitual dream snatchers. This particular scripture Paul was, this is the second letter he wrote to the church in Corinth. And this was a letter of defense. See, the first letter, he had already established a phenomenal, thriving church in the city of Corinth. He had already established uh, the kingdom right there in Corinth. Then people were getting saved. They were having revival every single night. Uh, They were going in. They were doing some amazing thing. Worship was off the chains. And all of a sudden, people began to say, whoa, 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 this Paul dude is got it going on. So some of his haters 
and naysayers began to be false prophets. So here in this second letter to the church in Corinth, Paul is defending who he is. He's saying these people that are up here telling you about, about Jesus aren't really connected. Listen, I, and even before this, he tells them, I don't even take a salary because these guys take a salary because it's all about money for them. I'm preaching this because I love you and God has spoken to me and given me the authority to share this with you. He's defending himself against the naysayers who are preaching false stuff just for money. Why? Because they saw Paul doing a great thing for the kingdom of God. They thought it was all about bling. And so they began to tell these false lies. They snatched a God-given dream from Paul and tried to make it their own. So now he is in 2 Corinthians defending it. And he starts by saying, listen, I'm not going to brag about how many people have come to Christ. I'm not going to brag about how big the churches are that I've planted. Let me tell you about the stress that happened in the process I I almost faced death numerous times. Uh, uh, I didn't take a salary. I began building tents to support myself so y'all wouldn't think that I'm just like these doggone hypocrites. And these people who are critical of me saying what I'm preaching is is not real, yeah, check them. Check their sacrifice, measure their sacrifice against mine and see who's really been ordained by God to share this gospel. Beware when you begin to pursue your purpose of those critics and those dream snatchers. Because the minute you say it, they're going to try to do something similar or even better. The minute you say it, they're going to start criticizing you about how you do your thing or where you do your thing or, or the process and how you go and pursue your path. The minute you do it, they're going to take that thing. They're going to tell you you shouldn't do it, and they're going to take it from you and try to start it on them, on them, on the, on the, by themselves. Be aware of those people. Here's the second thing. I can talk so much more about that, but I just want to give you that warning. Here's the second warning I want to give you. Discovery will cost you. Discovery will cost you. That's a hard one to swallow. Because as we pursue our purpose, it's really good when God gives us the vision, he gives us the dream. We actually see ourselves doing that thing for the rest of our lives. It's exciting, right? And, and then you, you, you come in touch with this thing called possibility, and you think you could really do it. But then all of a sudden, you realize it's going to cost me. It's going to cost me some of these friends. It's going to cost me my cushy lifestyle. God, it's going to cost me a little bit spiritually. It's going to certainly cost me socially. I probably won't be able to hang in the same cliques I used to hang in. Uh, these people where I'm going, they, they don't even believe some of the stuff I believe. It's going to cost me even financially. Don't mean that it's going to cost you to give money, but you may be giving up some money. You may have to shift careers to do what God has called you to do. If y'all don't believe me, you can go back to the Old Testament. There was a brother by the name of Nehemiah. He had a government job. Government jobs mean government benefits. Amen. That means there's a good retirement on the end of that government job. I mean, that's job security. He had a great job making good money, but he saw his purpose was greater than making good money. He went back home and saw that the wall that protected the city that he grew up in had not been rebuilt. He said, Doc, talking about his boss, I quit. I'm about to go back. I don't care about money. 
I don't care about what you give me. I'm about to go back to my neighborhood and help build this wall. He didn't think about how much money it was going to cost to build the wall. He didn't think about how many people it would cost him to build this wall. He simply said, I quit my job, my security blanket. I wonder how that conversation would have went with his wife. Baby, I know we're doing well. I, I, hey, listen, I, I know we take vacations. I, I know you like to, to hit the Neiman Marcus rack and all that stuff, you know. I, 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 know, I, I know we're comfortable, but I quit. Why? Uh, I want to go back to the hood and uh, help them build this wall. Well, how much are they going to pay you to do that? That's fine as long as uh, you ain't no money involved. <laughs> I can't have that conversation with my wife. I wish I would. I talk about it often about going back to my hometown, back up in Lackawanna, New York. I talk about it often about going back and building a community center and doing something there. But every time I talk about it, like, yeah, baby, we can spend the summers there and I'm doing a camp. And my wife is like, <laughs> you must be crazy. And Nehemiah probably had to have that same conversation with his spouse. He probably had to say that same thing. But you think that stopped him? He did it. And guess what he did in the process? The wall had been down for almost a century. Down almost a century. He went without resources, mobilized the community, pulled out their talents, their gifts, their anointing, and said, let's build this wall together. It took them less than a year to build that wall that had been down almost a century. He gave up that thing that was security, meaning that government job, to pursue his purpose. And guess what? He lacked nothing in the process. The family, I bet, was taken care of. I bet that he didn't go hungry a single night. I bet you he had a roof over his head. I bet you everybody was pleased. And guess what? Generations upon generations upon generations after that were blessed because he pursued his purpose. It's going to cost you. It is going to cost you to pursue your purpose. Why? 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 Why is it that when we get to this point, many of us drop off? We're excited about the vision. We're excited. We're feeling hopeful. But all of a sudden, when we realize it's going to cost me something, oh, well, maybe I'll just stay. What if Nehemiah did that? You mean, it's, you mean I'm going to have to give up this money and this security? What if Nehemiah did that? And said, you know what, I'm not going to do it. I wonder if the wall would still be down. I wonder that. I doubt it because God would just send somebody else. Y'all know how he works. He would, okay, you know what, I'll send you. You don't want to do it? Who will be my huckleberry? I'll send you. I'm going to find somebody that's going to do it. But I wonder what it would look like for Nehemiah had he not responded and pursued his purpose. Here's what happens. The reason why a lot of us give up when it comes to the cost, when it comes to, 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 to the cost, is because we're afraid of the pain. That's one reason. We're afraid of the pain. What pain? The pain of sacrifice, of giving up something that you think matters to you. Think is, is the word. Giving up something, something that you think, think matters to you. Giving up a lifestyle, giving up, a, 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 giving up something that, that makes you feel good. 
We're, we're afraid of the pain of giving up. We're afraid of the pain of failing. God forbid I start this thing and it don't work. You start it. Week one, it don't work. You quit. You ain't even give it a chance. You've only been doing it for one week. What sacrifice have you made? Week three, you don't, you don't, you've given up. You've thrown in the towel. I quit. This is too hard. Ooh. Ooh. I can't do this no more. Ooh. You haven't even given, you haven't even given God a, an opportunity to show you his work in action. You've only started the thing and, and you've given up and we're afraid of that pain. We're afraid of that pain. I just want to share something with you. There are two P's. They're twins. Okay? Ready? You want to know who the twins are? There's, they're, they're twins. There's passion and pain. They're twins. They're related. Uh, you cannot have one without evidence of the other. You just can't. Right? As oftentimes, we, we, we discover our passion through pain. Great example. Ferguson is flipped upside down because people are passionate about justice. I'm hurt. I'm passionate about what has happened to this young African-American male. So I'm hurt. I'm passionate about seeing a change. Y'all get that. Some of y'all right now are sitting on a dream. I want to do something nice for some young ladies. I want to do something great for them. But, but, but it, it pains me to see teenage pregnancy where it is. It pains me to see our education system in Georgia the way it is. It, it pains me, and that leads you to pursuing your passion. Pain and passion are interconnected. The other thing is when you pursue your passion, you will feel pain. As I said earlier, your naysayers, your haters, your biggest critics and dream snatchers will be right there in your face. And a lot of times it's your family. That's painful. It's all right if it's your friend because you can just write them off. Oh, they wasn't a friend anyway. But you can't just write family off because that's your blood. You can't just say, oh, they was just family anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> it don't matter to me. Y'all just blood anyway. That hurts because that's the same doggone blood that pumps through your veins. And when they're your biggest critics and dream snatchers, doggone it, that hurts. You can't tell me passion and pain aren't interconnected and related. They're twins, and one doesn't exist without the presence of the other one. So as you pursue your passion and pursue your purpose, just know that, 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 that you will experience pain. But guess what? Ooh, this is good news. Embrace it because that means you're on the right track, baby. Embrace the pain. Mothers, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Woo, look at these mothers. Y'all looking good. Thank you, all mothers. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. You find your mate. You become impregnated, right? We ain't going to even get to labor. We'll just talk about morning sickness, painful, right? It adjusted your schedule. You, all right, midnight cravings and adjusted your schedule. The, the few pounds, the feet swelling, the ankles swelling. I can go on and on. You, you, you know, they kind of swell up a little bit, right? Right, they start to fill up with milk for the baby coming. Back pains for some of y'all. It's painful being an expectant mother, right? That's, you got to go through that for nine months, but that ain't even an end. Then it's time to release the baby, bring the baby into the world. Woo-wee. 
Thank God I'm a man. Thank you, Lord. I seen it in action. It's impossible for that to happen. That's a miracle the way that happens. But guess what? After you endure nine months of uncomfortable, your body changing pain, and, and then you lay there for some of y'all hours, 24 hours. I've heard stories. It's a crazy story. My mother would tell me that all the time. I was in labor 24 hours. Whatever it is, whatever your labor time is, after you experience that pain and you push that baby out, you forget how painful it was. Because that baby starts crying and you're holding that little warm little bundle of, of juicy tenderness. And it starts to move a little bit, and you just, like, get a little tickling. You goes like, oh, this is my baby. What pain? What pain? Your dream and <laughs> your purpose is the same thing. Each and every one of you, male and female alike, we are pregnant with a purpose inside of all of us. And in order for us to deliver that baby called purpose, we have to go through some pain. That's why you embrace it. Watch this. When you are pregnant with a baby, you can't say, oh, I don't want to do this no more. Purpose is the same way because you experience pain. You can't say, doc, stop. Don't deliver the baby. The baby's going to come out whether you want it to or not. The same thing with purpose. You can't say, God, stop the pain. God is like, I'm going to get the purpose out of you whether you like it or not. So embrace the pain. I'm preaching this morning to you. You don't have a choice but to endure the pain in order to deliver that baby called purpose. Ooh, embrace that. The same way. Now, some of y'all, y'all will get that. The mother's got it right away. Men, we just like, man, I don't even know what that pain feel like. But you, you know what it's like when she's squeezing your hand, right? Here's the second reason why we stop and give up in, 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 in the, in the, when it comes to cost. Money becomes an object. Money becomes an object. Either you don't have enough money, either, either, either you can't save enough money to do that thing, uh, or, 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 or you just don't think you're going to make enough money doing that thing. Can I, can I be true? Can, I, can we be honest? Can we have an honest conversation? How many of you have done it? I've done it. I didn't pursue a certain thing because, one, I didn't have enough money. I fit all three categories. Uh, I didn't save enough money, and I wasn't going to make no money. I'm like, man, I ain't going to make no money doing that. I ain't doing that. I helped, though. Where my I helped, though, folks at? Yeah, y'all in here. Can I tell you something that I've learned? Through this journey called pastoring, through this journey of mentoring and starting programs here, when you step out and realize your purpose, guess what happens? Provision follows you. When you step out and you begin to do that thing that you love and you are serving the needs of others, when you step out and do that thing that God has called you to do, provision follows you. Watch this. I'm not talking about provision in terms of just uh, you making money. I'm talking about provision for your dream to become a reality. I'm talking about your needs being met. I'm not talking about the extras, but your needs being met. When you step out and pursue your God-given purpose, provision follows purpose. Provision follows purpose. But if you are outside of purpose, you're going to be chasing provision. Now, how many of y'all would like to be in that line where I'm walking? I'm like, yo, provision, back up. I don't need you. I got some other provision on this side. I would rather be in that. I would rather be in the lane where I'm choosing where my provision coming from. I got provision that can come from here. Provision can come from there. Why? Because I'm pursuing my purpose. Instead of me like, purpose, come here. Come here, purpose. Come here. Don't you run from me, purpose. Come here, provision. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get your provision because I'm trying to pursue my purpose. 
And you know what? If you find yourself right now today, you're chasing provision, then you are not aligned in sync with your purpose. I'm just being honest. If you are pursuing, if you are chasing provision, talking about income, talking about uh, income for your business, then you are not in sync with your purpose. And when you, are, when you are in sync with your purpose, watch this. When you are in sync with your purpose, provision will follow you. I started a mentoring program here. I mentor about 43 boys in this, in, this, in this area right here. I had no money. I just wanted to do it. I got tired of hearing that our black boys couldn't succeed. I said, I'm going to do it. And all of a sudden, I went to different groups, and I said, hey, I want to use your model. I don't want to reinvent the wheel. Let me use your curriculum. And they're like, cool, you can use our curriculum but it'll cost you $500 for the year. What? You must be crazy. I'm going to pay you to do something for people? That doesn't make sense. I know you got a great curriculum, but and then I can't see them past summer? Like when school is out, I don't get to see the kids that I'm mentoring? No, I bumped that. And I went somewhere else. And I said, you know what? I'm going to stop looking. God, if I'm supposed to be doing this, you will provide for me. And God said, okay, you want to you play that game? Because that's the only time you say, test me. When it comes to money, that's the only time he says it in the Bible. Test me and don't you, won't you see? And I said, you do it, God. If you want me to do this, show me the money. And so I'm working. I'm still mentoring the kids. I want to do things for the kids. I want to get the kids ties. These are all boys. Guess what happened? Somebody randomly called me and says, hey, man, I'd like to have lunch with you. And you are? I'm so-and-so from such-and-such organization. We are a Christian organization. Well, how did you hear about me? Well, so-and-so from this place said so-and-so. I don't want to say names because people listen to the podcast. And so, and so I says, all right, cool. I'll have lunch with you. I sit and I meet and have lunch with this person. They, they, they're like, hey, we heard about what you're doing in your area. We'd like to get a name and get, get, get a place in your area. Can we, you know, line up with you? I was like, man, cool, cool. He says, and then we do this camp in the summer, and your kids can come to the camp. And it's, it's like normally it's, you know, five, six, seven hundred $700, but your kids can come for 150 And if they don't have the money, well, then, you know what, we'll give them a scholarship, and they work it off through community service. I says, okay, how much is it going to cost me? Oh, actually, it won't cost you anything. We're going to give you a $500 a month stipend. I'll be Pentecostal all by myself today. What? Provision follows purpose. If y'all don't get it yet, y'all will get it eventually. I didn't ask for that. I was pursuing my purpose and helping young people do something better with their lives. I took kids this summer to that camp. I sent two teenagers from this place to that camp, and they're already excited about going back and working there already. You can't tell me God does not bless you when you are in sync with his purpose for your life. Ooh, I can tell y'all some more stories. I can tell y'all some more, but, but, but listen, I, I want to move it. I want to move it. I want to move it don't ignore the pain. Embrace the pain. Don't you worry about money. Let the provision follow you. You just pursue your purpose. Watch this. Watch this. Here's the third thing I want to share with you, and then we're going to wrap it. Here's the third thing I want to share with you. The ride won't be smooth. That's always, it's, it's like negative, right? It's like, man, everything you said is not positive for me pursuing my purpose. I'm just going to chill and just be content with life right now. You said it's, it's going to be painful. You said it's, it's going to cost me. You said, you said that, you know, my friends ain't going to be able to hang with me in this thing. And now you're telling me it's going to be a rough ride? Why would I pursue my purpose, Pastor B? All of this is negative. I'm, I'm going to share that for the end. Maybe we'll have a few shots. We'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see what happens. Watch this. Let me read this. Watch this. The ride won't be smooth. Second Corinthians. I'm going to read this 30 through 33. And I'm going to read the message version. Watch this. He says, and that's not half of it. 
when you throw in the daily pressures and anxieties of all the churches, when someone gets to the end of his rope, I feel the desperation in my bones when someone is duped into sin. An angry fire burns in my gut. An angry fire burns in my gut. And Paul is like, man, but I, I, I'm just going to keep on going. This road is rough. By the way, by the way, I want to share this scripture with you real quick, and then we're going to move. Go to, if you have your Bibles, go to Philippians 3 and 3.12. I want to pull all of this together for you. This is where it gets good. This is where the rubber hits, hits the road. This is where it gets good. Philippians 3.12. If you beat me to it, that would be a shame, but you ain't going to beat me. Philippians 3.12. Watch this. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. But what does he do? He says, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Let me tie this together. Acts 8, Christ possessed him, blinded him right? On Damascus Road, forever changed his life. Then from there, he goes and starts immediately preaching the gospel. He's persecuted by people who are like, yo, didn't you just persecute these Christians? But now you like one of them? Yo, you, you, you know what? You crazy and la, 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 la. We're not going to follow you, whatever, whatever, whatever. Then he's beaten. He's stoned. He's spat upon. His friends turn their back on him. Believers that he trained up to be pastors, they turn their back on him. He's ridiculed. He's broke. He's got to earn his own money. He's stranded on the ship. He's facing all type of trials. And then 10 years later, 10 years later, he says this, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection because this role was that smooth. But I am saying I press on to possess that. I press on. The role wasn't smooth. I hit some stuff. I faced death. I was hungry. I was stranded. My friends, my family, other believers turned their back on me. People that I gave the shirt off my back to turned their back on me. But I press on. Ten years later, I still press on. I keep on pressing. Why? Because I accept the fact that the road is not going to be smooth. God never promised that the road will be smooth, but he did promise that in the end of the race, we win. The fight is fixed. How do I know that? Watch this. Let's go to Romans 8. Y'all don't believe me. I'm going to throw scripture at y'all today. Y'all going to feel like y'all in church for real. Watch. Ready? Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything, good, bad, indifferent, and other, to work together for the good of those who love God. Do we have anybody in here who love God and are called according to his purpose in them? I'll endure this for 10, 10 more years. I know the road ain't smooth, but I still keep going. Why? Because everything works together for the good for the good. And then I'm reminded in Old Testament, I have a plan for you, and that plan is for good and to give you a hope and to give you a future. But knowing all of these positive things, I can go on the unsmooth road because in the end, baby, I am a winner because God said so. Not past the B, but the scripture already said it for me. Paul was able to endure the rockiness because he already knew the outcome. Matter of fact, he was so excited about it, he couldn't wait for death to happen because he wanted to experience the resurrection of Christ the same way. When you are pursuing your passion, 
Watch this. When you're pursuing your purpose, I want to tell you something. The road is not smooth. Pain and passion are twins. But guess what? In the end, we win. When you understand your purpose, when you understand your purpose, when you understand your purpose, turbulence is not an issue for you. When you understand your purpose, they can throw rocks at you. They can spit on you. They can smear your name, but you're like, it's all good, baby. I must be doing something right. When you go your purpose, you can keep on going and be knocked to the side, but you turn it into a dance. When you go on your purpose, you can be pushed around, but you can flip it around and keep on going. When you're pursuing your purpose, you can walk and look evil dead in the face and say, I dare you to step to me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm more than a conqueror. When you know your purpose, you can go anywhere in this world and know that God is with you, and if he be for you, then what can be against you? You. When you know your purpose, baby. And today, God causes everything to work together for the good. And here's the good life. The good life is not about looking good. It's not about feeling good. It's not about having the goods. It's all about doing good, doing his good work. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that Pastor B said something that moves you closer to Jesus. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, we would like to invite you to follow us on social media at Mosaic Mableton and visit us on our website at wearemosaicchurch.org. You can learn more information about our church, ways to support our ministry through financial donations, stay updated on upcoming events, and find resources to support your spiritual journey. We would be delighted to welcome you in person on Sunday mornings to worship and connect with others. Our doors are always open to those seeking a place to grow and explore their faith. Thanks for tuning in and may God bless you on your spiritual journey.